Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. motherfucking show on the road let's pop this motherfucker off because we stay ready for war (laughs) welcome everybody to the lazy geeks podcast i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley yeah and we're here to give you the smooth jams for those evening hours between 12 a.m and 4 yeah yeah i'm venus flytrap (laughs) (laughs) krp in cincinnati uh, I'm Midnight Soul Blue. <laughs> Stupid names. As you're, as you're burning like incense candles all around you and shit. Right. Like, if, I don't know if you've ever seen WKRP, but when they had Venus Flytrap in there, the, the studio was all dark, and he's got like all these candles and shit all like in the in the uh, the uh, in the DJ room, and I'm like, that can't be like you know up to fire code or something, you know. <laughs> you want all that fire around vinyl? I'm not sure you really want to do that. Yeah, 70s clothing. Didn't it just melt to you? <laughs> yeah, well, I was talking about the albums, but yeah, even to the polyester that he was wearing. No, I, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, that's horrible. <laughs> no stop, drop, and roll when your fucking clothes are melting <laughs> to your skin. I know, right? You are now the polyester shirt. You're not wearing it anymore. I know. You... It is you. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, hey, did you did? Oh, your Xbox doesn't work, right? No, I got no game console right now. I keep a PC up in this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, I went and got uh, fucking Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, bitch. Yeah, for like four seventy four or something like that. Three seventy four was under four bucks. So I'm like, I was like, uh, when I saw that, I was like, going, oh shit! Like less than four bucks, I'm getting that shit. It's like two gigs, and uh, when I started it when i started it up i'm like okay i haven't <laughs> i haven't started up my xbox 360 in a while so i kick it on of course it has an update so you know bur- uh, you know jerk off through that and then uh what, what was funny was when i uh went on there i was like okay 375 okay that's cool and goes to purchase and then all of a sudden what made it even sweeter was 
boop, you have $10 remaining on your, on your, uh, in your wallet. Would you like to use these funds? Oh, fuck the hell yes. It's like, I didn't, I love that. I when you go into the store after a while and you're like, I got money on here. <laughs> yeah. I was like 10 bucks. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I got 21 cents on the PlayStation network. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. you know, Oh man. And so, yeah, I got that. And, oh man, I forgot, dude. I totally forgot how you racing around on your fucking little Devo bike and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the first mission literally, I think, is the best possible scene that sets up the tone of a game. Oh, yeah. That you've ever seen in your life. Like, the first thing you're doing is you're rolling with your crew. You're getting shot at by a rival gang. Right. And you're on fucking BMX bikes. <laughs> like... Uh, that is the definition of the game right there. Oh man, I totally forgot about that opening too. And you know, you you cruise into the air, you cruise into the airport, and fucking Samuel Jackson, fucking dips you, takes yeah. your cash, takes your cash, takes of, your fucking bags, leaves you in the middle of fucking enemy territory, and takes off on your ass. I was like, oh, I love this game. <laughs> and you're rolling through town, and then when you have where you're supposed to meet up with your bro. At, and then you get that drive-by, and then you got to race away from the Mexicans before they get you on your own BMX bikes. I think it was funny when that game was out. People were shouting racism. And I'm like, really? Because this doesn't really happen? Yeah, yeah no, but, no, this doesn't happen in, like, Los Angeles. or The only people shouting racism lived in, like, a suburb. Like, a fucking upper-crust suburb. Oh, that's racist. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's just racist. Oh, man. Oh, I did, uh... I also, um... I didn't put this in the show notes, but I was saying I think I told you that I then don't talk about bust, it. Motherfucker. Fuck, motherfucker, <laughs> busted out my PSP. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, because I was looking at, it, I was like, you know, because yeah, I I I want to invest in a Vita, but at the same time, it's like I don't know if I really like if a handheld device is something I truly you know would use. So I've been just I charged it up, and I was like, and you know, looked in my little pack and. I got, you know, Liberty City. Uh, I got the little discs with Liberty yeah. City on it. And, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Jax. Uh, what's that game? Jackson. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Jackson Daxter. Yeah, Daxter yeah. Or something like that. yeah, something like that. I had that Jax game, too. Or something like that. That um, game was dope on the PSP. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, I've been, you know, so I've been playing a lot of them. I downloaded uh, one of those um, Namco uh, game packs. And it has Pac-Man pole position. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was like, going, oh, shit. I got to play these. It was like four bucks on the uh, PSN. But I ha- it, what's fucked up, though, is because it's such older technology, it wouldn't link with my uh, my router. So I had to, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to change the settings on there because it's, you know, the new, like, you know, we have that Netgear shit, yeah. uh, the Blackhawk. And uh, that uses uh, that Nighthawk. That Nighthawk. Nighthawk uh, has. Uh, Jake, you got a fight. You got a fucking like jet. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Nighthawk. <laughs> no, Bitch. it's because we use it uses WPA two security, but the other the other one only rec- recognizes WPA. Just yeah. <laughs> so I actually realized that you know I was like, oh yeah, we have guest uh, uh, guest sign-ins for that. Mm-hmm. So I logged in and then I just put that and made that setting on the guest version. So now my PSP can connect to my router and then updated it with its, you know, latest thing. And so it, it's cool. Cause now I'm like, 
playing around with it and I'm just trying to use it to justify the fact that I can use a Vita. I mean, yeah, granted the Vita has so many more games, but I don't know, it's kind of cool playing old school like 5 bucks for the original Tomb Raider. You know, I'm thinking, "Oh, I might want to play that again. I haven't played that in a while." I'm okay with old school ports when it's a handheld. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz it's it's okay. You you when you have a handheld and you're not a child, Right. You just have it when, you know, you're on the bus trying to get to work or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, you're you're not using it intently. <laughs> exactly. Or let's say somebody's watching TV and you don't want to yeah. you guys you like in my in my setup, you know, my brother's watching TV, I can actually just pull out my PSP and play a game if I'm not interested in whatever, you know. Or, you know, my girlfriend's talking about shit and I really don't want to listen suddenly boop. Right. <laughs> That's real interesting. I'm paying attention, but on that fucking. Yeah, exactly. See, the thing with me though is like the Vita's cool, and I really do. I really do think it's like it's the best handheld possible. But the game library on the on the 3DS, dude, is just yeah. there's too much, especially RPGs and yeah and stuff like that. Mario Kart. They got Smash Brothers on that joint now. Yeah, like it's just too much. <laughs> so I think is if it I too get much? Is it it's too, too much. much. Like <laughs> I've really been thinking if I get a handheld I'd get a, a 3DS. Yeah. But I'm surprised even with as old as the PSP is, my PSP is cuz you I I think I got it before I was friends with you. Cuz we're working at TC when I got it. Yeah, you had it. I remember because uh you you brought it to work sometimes. Yeah. Like I and, saw it there. Yeah, and uh the battery still fucking clean on that thing. Like it's just like I've had it for Sony like, precision. Exactly, you know. You know, not that you know, other shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever bullshit batteries Microsoft uses. Oh wait, double A's. <laughs> I can't be- I can't believe that shit. Like really double A's? Double A's, yeah. I mean the I guess- Xbox controllers are the only reason double A's are still around. Yeah. I know, that's why I got that. How much is a Vita straight up? Let me see this shit. I'm not sure. But that's no, I would get a Vita, and I've told uh, I've told Steve this. I'd get a Vita if it was in like a bundle with a PS4. Yeah, that would be a good setup. I put Vita into GameStop, and it shows me PS4. See, this is why no one goes there. <laughs> Go to Amazon. That's where I went. Vita. So the Borderlands Two limited edition is two hundred bucks. A straight Vita is once. Oh, that's refurbished. It's two hundred bucks. That's what I like. The bundle ones are not more expensive than the actual <laughs> console itself. I think yeah, because um, my my brother got me the PSP, but it was bundled with um, it was bundled with like a game and the and I got a Family Guy. You know, remember those those yeah, yeah. those discs? It was a family like like a family guy episode or something like that i mean the vita's got some hot games like i would get the assassin's creed liberation bundle oh yeah and then they got like uh final fantasy remastered on that joint like they got some good games on here i don't know man the vita looks kind of dope yeah batman arkham origins black gate for the vita oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh fuck <laughs> you, you, you need time to clean yourself off <laughs> i don't clean myself off yeah, buddy. No shame. <laughs> no shame. And then uh, they got the they got the ports of the old schools. God of War. They have the whole God of War collection. Oh yeah, yeah. Because God of have... War was dope on um on the on the PSP. Yeah, yeah. They just they have that one game for the PSP. I can't remember which one that one is, but um, but yeah, I have all the God of War collections on that. Black Ops Declassified and shit. Like they got some dope games on here. Yeah. 
I would play Call of Duty on the fucking Vita. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Call of Duty Day. What does that mean? Oh yeah, advanced, advanced warfare. Warfare comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, if you pre-download it on Sony, your Advanced Warfare, uh, you might have to reinstall it according to Sony. They said they have an uh, issue has come up where they said that uh, some pre-downloads might have not been proper. Might have been some corrupt files. Yeah. Another one after the whole uh, firmware 2.0 update. So. I'm watching a video right now of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified on the Vita being played. And I like Vita gameplays where they show like the dude holding the Vita. It's oh, not okay. just a screen thing. It looks pretty screen. dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, one, other, one thing I wanted to touch on, this is just really quick, is um, normally we always cover like Marvel and, and DC movie news and stuff like that. But uh, last week... You guys know they announced the you know next thirteen <laughs> Marvel yeah. movies that are coming out. Uh, we will we're going to be talk about them in the podcast that comes out later in the week, Geek in the Life. But one of the big things why I didn't cover it this week um, is simply because everybody and their mother was covering it. Even the five year old that has that blog, everybody covered it, and so it's kind of been a trend where some of these big stories where everybody else is covering it we don't really do so well with. So it just opted to smaller news, better news. And this you can find everywhere. And like, it just inundated my Facebook feed. And I was like, we'd just be another one of those. So let's just not yeah. cover it. So we'll stick to obscure shit. You might've missed. Yeah. And, and I mean, we'll, I mean, I'll still report on stuff, you know, that happens in regard to those movies, but the big announcements like that, probably you're going to be able to find it through 80, 80 other t- sites. I do the same shit. I remember when GTA 5 was about to release and everyone was talking about the map was leaked. Oh, right. And I think I did a little thing about it. but then pe- and, and I said, yeah, here's the map. And then people kept talking about more things they found on the map. I was like, oh, fuck all that bullshit. <laughs> First of all, it's too too spoilery for me. Like right, I don't right. I don't like doing that. And then I just I didn't care. If I don't care, that's the real trick. There, Steve. Steve knows if I don't care, I don't write about it. Exactly. It's just if I don't, if I think it's stupid news, like or just irrelevant, I, I you won't see me say anything. <laughs> you won't see him at all. No, <laughs> he disappears into the night. Like he, Steve's the one that reports when Apple has a has a big announcement. Why? Because I don't care. <laughs> at all <laughs> i would be a horrible like real world journalist why didn't you report on that breaking news? I, I just didn't give a fuck dude like, who really cares the president slapped the first lady i don't care yeah. she probably deserved to be yeah. talking that shit <laughs> <laughs> if we reported on every person slapping their damn their damn wife <laughs> be the jerry springer show around here exactly it'd be slap my damn wife.com that's right <laughs> Uh, so what's taking up your limited amount of free time? Mm. So as as uh, as you know, Steve, I'm a busy man. All right. Yeah, keeping them bitches. That's right. Keeping my 3.6 GPA. <laughs> <laughs> he actually meant 0.36 GPA. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck you. Um, I've noticed, like, usually. I, I always play like a bunch of different games. I never stick to one game. Um, I'm always all over the place, which is why I, I, it's rare that I finish a game. 
Um, but I cannot stop playing Kerbal Space Program. It's the only game I've played in the last like two months. Now, this is going to change tomorrow because um, the new update like expansion basically for EVE Online is coming out. So I was thinking about hopping on a 14-day trial of that to check it out because there's a few things I like on there. But Kerbal Space Program is like a perfect game. I just love it. Even when it glitches, I don't care. Because it's technically an alpha. In alpha. So sometimes weird shit will have like, I'll have this long ass mission and I'll go to land on a planet and then all of a sudden my ship goes through the planet. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just think it's funny. There's actually a joke uh, with the community where it's called Space Kraken. So anytime your your game bugs out like that, it's because the Kraken, <laughs> the Kraken has attacked you. Nice. Um but the uh, it's just an awesome game, man. It's 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 funny too because it's uh, I've always been a space space nerd or whatever. Right. But just playing the game has forced me to learn so much about how NASA actually goes into space because it's it's um it's easy to just gloss over those mathematical details. But now I'm sitting here calculating how much Delta V it will take for me to get to, <laughs> you know, trying to do it legit. Because I was on sandbox mode when I first started playing sand. There's a few different modes to play. Sandbox mode is you have everything. There's no money involved. Just build whatever you want. So when you do that, you just like, okay, I got to get into space. Well, fuck it. I'll just use 18 of these fucking <laughs> <laughs> rockets. But then, like, I started playing. When I got more advanced with it, I started, okay, well... They wouldn't actually do that. You want to be efficient, you know. So that's when the game starts getting complicated because efficiency. I mean, okay, if you overshoot it, you have extra fuel, and you kind of slap yourself on the hand, like you you just wasted wasted fuel. But if you have too little, right, then you're screwed. You have people stuck on planets, just kind of hanging out. I think I still have two two Kerbals, the people, the astronauts in the game, stuck on a. <laughs> planet <laughs> i just forgot about they're them. they're dead now like in doctor who you know so. the sad thing is they don't die unless i install a mod i'm thinking about restarting uh -huh. with these mods right that make the game hyper realistic like there's one called remote tech which means you need to have a satellite system in order to to communicate with unmanned probes <laughs> So, like, in real life, you know, because right, right. right now you could be on the other end of the solar system, no matter where your fucking home planet is, and you're moving it around and everything. Right. Um, then there's deadly reentry, because in the game, naturally, there is no, there's no heat when you reenter. There's a graphic that shows it, but it doesn't affect you. But mm -hmm. if you install the deadly reentry mod, you have to worry about heat shields and, yeah. and all that shit. And then there's another one where you have to worry about like, um life support and food and and waste management so i'm thinking about why maybe i should just punish the shit out of myself and install these mods because <laughs> i got all the flight stuff down now I'm, I'm good with that i can land i can i can lift off i can do fucking nodes to go to different planets and i understand all that shit now so maybe we just overcomplicate things and you know well, or just play eve with my super fast Futury ship. True, true. Not worry about a damn thing. I'm a boss. <laughs> I've I've been missing Eve though. That game is is really great. I feel I feel when Star Citizen comes out, that game's gonna <laughs> kind of go go the other way. But um, you know, 
Yeah, just playing games, man. I and, and I think I've been dedicating my time to one too because I don't have with school and then some family things that have been going on and stuff. I don't have time to play a bunch of games. Yeah. If I were to do that, I'd be playing a bunch of games ten minutes at a time. Yeah. So I might as well just spend thirty minutes playing Kerbal. <sighs> the struggle, <laughs> dude. It's <a> struggle. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, it. On a side note, earlier today when it was announced that uh, Christian Bale exited the Steve Jobs biopic, I shared the article, an article with Adam on it, and um, our friend Manny put in "entered jobless." Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he does anything. (laughs) Trying to make that money, dude. He's from Boston. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Oh man! All right. Uh, So. Really quickly, we have a couple of these to get through. Uh, you may have noticed over the last couple of weeks we haven't really talked, done any Doctor Who recaps, uh, simply because we just were behind on them. So this last weekend we both actually caught up on Flatline and the Forest of the Night and Dark Water. So really quickly, let's touch on. Uh, I think we can touch on Flatline first. Which yeah, we'll was, go in order. Yeah, which was the uh, show where. People were being sucked into walls and two-dimensional spaces, which kind of reminded me a little bit of Minecraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even though Minecraft is three-dimensional, but I, you yeah, know, yeah, same difference. Uh, but one thing I really liked about it is you really got to see what Claire would be like if she was the Doctor. Yeah, that was kind of fun. That was that was really really interesting. I think, I think if that aspect wasn't in the episode, the episode wouldn't have been that good. No, because the villain was kind of, I don't know, like it was just kind of cheesy to me Um, and cheat, not in a Doctor Who cheesy way. Like, I think it's just because it was one of those episodes where the villain was really just a set piece for something different. So the villain wasn't very fleshed out. Yeah, the villain was kind of the, the, yeah, it was a set piece, but the real story was Clara being the Doctor and... You know, and then just the whole little thing about the the TARDIS getting smaller. And this time, usually, which is funny because we've seen this happen before. Whenever something happens with the TARDIS, it's usually the companion that gets locked inside. Yeah, and, the and doctor has to figure out how to get back in. back in into the TARDIS. But this time, the doctor is stuck into the TARDIS, and you have Clara with the Sonic. I did like how he interacted with her, though, like his hand, or you see his finger, yeah. or something coming out of the out of the the little toy TARDIS, which I thought was funny. Um, did we ever? I might have missed it. Did we ever? Were we ever told why the TARDIS was shrinking? Uh, they were sucking the energy from the TARDIS. Oh, the two D people. The two D people. Okay. Yeah. They were sucking the energy from the TARDIS. I'm, I was watching that while I was watching my kids, so yeah. there were a few things I missed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the the whole the whole aspect of it was how she handled saving those people even though people had died she had this like proud sense of like i did it you know and you know and that that, just that whole little awkward moment where she's like just tell me i did a good job tell me i was good just tell me and he's like you know being the doctor isn't about being good yeah, he said like you did you something like you did well and it had nothing to do with being good yeah it had nothing to do with being good and Kind of where he's like, is this what I'm like? You know, when he, there was that moment of like that realization of, oh, wow, this is kind of how I come off. 
Yeah. You know, and and it was it was interesting. I really kind of liked that because it kind of showed her like, see, you you get proud of the fact that you solved it, you did it, you figured it out, but you don't realize what had happened. Like we lost people in this. Um, so I thought that episode was pretty good. Uh, good in in a Clara giving Clara something to do. Um, in the forest of the night was interesting. A little environmentally, but in the end, still done pretty well. I mean, the, just, you know, the whole forestation of the whole of the whole planet. I thought it was interesting. It was like the planet had a defense mechanism. Yeah. You know, and, and it kind of, I mean, I don't know the hard science, but it kind of made sense. Yeah. You know, a bunch of trees come, creates more oxygen. Yeah, that burns you know. off the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, the extra oxygen. What I thought was kind of funny was the fact that, of course, for some reason, man just decides, well, we'll use fire to clear out forest to make paths because that works so well <laughs> yeah they're, well the thing was is that they're not trying to figure out why the trees are there they're just immediately trying to remove the trees yeah so they want to know how to so get rid can, of them yeah so we can continue our lives but not figure out the whole problem which is truly about humanity we're about being convenient as opposed to actually being thoughtful about stuff yeah you know which i mean that's the environmentally end of it but i think i think it was a good message and it was present. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we should all give a shit about right. the condition of our planet. But sometimes people come off so damn preachy about it that you just, it's so condescending, you don't care. Right. You know, but this wasn't like that. I thought it was a good, um, it was a good, uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it, it to me, it ranked up there with the whole Star Trek four, the voyage home, uh, environmental about saving the whales. Yeah, you know, I I think it it ranked up there because it was still a good story. It didn't take you, you know, out of it. You know, at the end you're kind of like, oh yeah, I kind of see it, but you still had fun with it. Um, still that chick though with the in the bushes kind of thing was like, what? That kind of was weird. Mm. But uh, you know, all in all, I thought it was a good story. But the the big one though, Dark Water. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I spoilers on this one if you haven't watched it in it if you haven't watched this yet because you know it's part one of the season finale you're doing life wrong right um so spoilers in this one uh i was really thrown off by what happened to pink yeah i did not expect that to happen yeah, at all you, because the last few episodes have been really making him a concrete character yeah and then know. suddenly it's just like boom and just clara's reaction to that whole thing was just was such a twist on on her you know and because she was she just like she lost it yeah because in the end you know and we had talked before the podcast that whole conversation she had with her grandmother you know where she's like it's a terrible thing that happened to him you know and she's like no it's a what was it it was ordinary an ordinary thing and it was because you see Clara's gone off with the doctor. He's always so worried about her getting hurt and danger going off with the doctor and fighting these, you know, enemies of, of space and time or whatever. And he gets hit by a car. And it's kind of like, wow. When you look at it that way, you're kind of like, that's He died in up. such an uneventful way. Yeah, he didn't die saving the earth. He didn't die doing that. He got hit by a car. That's fucking lame. And then just her and her total backlash of just like, we need to save him with the TARDIS keys. And then, 
you know, throwing him into the volcano and stuff like that. It was just like, wow. When she threw the last one, she like immediately realized what she did. <laughs> yeah. And she just like, yeah, the total freak out. And then, of course, you know. The, the doctor, doctor already knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you think that's going to affect me? <laughs> Yeah, nothing seems to ever affect him. Any debilitating anything. Yeah. And, you know, so. But, you know, and then just the whole, and the whole Kretz is trying to get Pink back, but then you, then we find out about Missy, which a lot of people called it in the beginning, you, you know, and, and I was. Yeah, but I, th- I think a lot of people called it. But they just called it without any basis of fact. It wasn't like there was any hints or anything. Right. They yeah. just said, "Oh, it's it's the master." And it's like, right. okay, I get it. You know, I kind of, that it could be. <laughs> but at least you know, for me, it was like, I, and and that's the thing is, is like, I don't I don't buy into the whole like everybody is like, oh, it's the master, or you know, oh, it's it's River. Like people were saying it's River, and I'm like, how? That one didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I was like, going, why would it be River? Why River's would she story be doing was that? already wrapped up? Yeah, and and why would she? It, it, even that, it's like, why would she do that? You know, it made no sense. And yeah. you know, looking at the stuff and just her, you know, affinity for the doctor was like she's close. You know, so obviously, you know, and just that whole kiss scene in the beginning that was funny. That was hilarious. But you know, uh, and just and it was great too because she played such a great foil. You know, where he's like we were talking about earlier, where she's running around the street. He's running around the street. Get out of here. Run. Run. Your lives are in danger. And then she's just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just another Scotsman running, <laughs> being crazy. There must be a match on or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm really psyched for that. You know, it's just that whole, you know, being the, the Cyberman. And now it's just what's the connection? Why did yeah, the mask... which which is going to be explained in the next episode. Yeah, but so. um, it's it's uh, it was good, man. Like I really, or because because this whole season, well, I've enjoyed the season, and and I I'm not in my what I'm about to say has nothing to do with the current Doctor and his performance. I think that's been stellar, and and I'm I'm not on that camp of he's not cute like Smith was like that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. Um. This whole season to me, it hasn't been bad. It's just been all over the place. Yeah, like there's of... been the Missy thing, but the but everything else has just been it's it's been a lot of bottle, yeah. a lot of bottle shows. Like it hasn't really been anything. And I think that's kind of what he was going for because you know he said he was kind of trying to take it back to like its origins and the whole like if you look at like uh, a lot of like tenants early episodes and uh, and even uh eccleston's episodes there were no real story arcs like there were no huge like elongated stories that he did with amy and rory but uh this one was kind of interesting because it it felt more um episodic yeah you know like we learned more about him and he learned more about himself and there's a lot of character development going on yeah but uh, which is always good. Yeah, but uh, you know, and then the Missy thing was that little, and, and it was perfect too because it was just that little, that little bit. You would barely see her, right? And you'd be like, "What is her deal?" You know, and uh, and, and there's one thing that I'm going back to because, like, there was that moment. I don't know if you you caught this, but where Missy was watching Claire and she goes, "I knew I chose you for a reason, or I picked you for a reason." I did catch that. 
I was I'm thinking that she was the lady that gave her the doctor's number because remember when she first joined Smith, he's like, "How did yeah. you get this number?" She goes, "A lady in the shop gave it to me." I'm thinking she was the lady in the shop. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, so you know they're tying all that. That's the, that's the whole point of the master, right? He's, he's yeah. pulling the strings in the background. Yeah, you know, so it's um. I think it's going to be interesting. I want yeah. to see. I, I want to see what the connection. What what was it? What would he? Did they say what he sent the the Cybermen to do? Because I it it seemed like he was sending them to do something, or she was. I'm sorry, she was sending the Cybermen to do something specific, not just to go out and kill everybody. No, I think that it just was turning. I think it was just going to turn it into like the Cybermen home. Homeworld, but there, there's always a twist when you're dealing with the master because it's always, oh, this is this is what's happening, but of course I have my own thing going. He has an on. agenda going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know. It, and I, I'm waiting for the second episode because it, it did it did seem like he, she was <laughs> um sending sending the Cybermen to do a specific thing. Yeah. In in that instance. Because they didn't come out like normal cyber cybermen always talk a shit, right, and right. you know they're just come out guns blazing like <laughs> <laughs> they they look like they had a specific purpose like they yeah. were they were on their way to something. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to the next episode to see. And I mean, I, I'm kind of sad that it's the last episode. This happens every every time a season ends. Yeah, uh, but at, at least at this point, it's going to end at like towards the middle of November. Then we only have like a month until the Christmas episode. But then after that, it's going to be like months until we get the new. I kind I'm kind of hoping that the Christmas episode is just fun. Yeah, like nothing, nothing too serious, you right. know, because it's Christmas. I yeah. just, I, I don't want to be upset. Yeah. During Christmas, I, yeah. I forget which episode it was, but it was a Smith episode, and I, I saw it, and I was all, <sighs> like, I think one of the greatest, and and. I got into this with Smith. We all know that. You know, mm. a newer Doctor Who fan, I guess. Somebody somebody got on my ass a, a while ago. Oh, you're not a real Doctor Who fan because you you got into it with Smith. I'm like, "Why am I not a real Doctor Who? F- Sorry? I don't I don't know what to <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I supposed to say here. Not sure. <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, right. I I I went back and I researched the old shit, you know. I guess I well, I guess with Smith too, there was a he he is you know he's young attractive dude so there was a particular part of the fan base for Doctor Who that came with him that was because of him right specifically um, I I'm not part of that fan base <laughs> so I don't I mean you know it was funny because uh, you remember Allie right um, she she joined she got into Doctor Who because of me and she got in during she saw it with Eccleston. Because she was one of those that it was like I think the first season or no going into the second season of uh, of Tenet's run, but she's one of those where no I have to start from like the beginning of the new one. So she saw all of Eccleston and caught up and loved Tenet, and it took her a while because like the new season with Smith that came out, she goes, uh, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to move on yet. You know she she, she kind of held on because Tenet was a really sad ending. And then when she jumped, when she saw Smith, she was like, oh, my God, he's awesome. He's great. And it took her even longer because she really liked Smith to watch Capaldi. And like uh, about four episodes into the new season, she had messaged me and said, like, OK, I think I'm going to watch the first episode with uh, with the Capaldi. And I was like, 
I go, I like him. He's good. I, I go, I think he's, I go, he's different, but I think he works in the line of it. And like about an hour later, she messaged me back. She's like, oh my God, he's perfect. Like, you know, she, she wasn't of the camp of like, oh, he's not cute or anything. She's like, oh, he's perfect. Yeah. Like, she's like, he's just, he, he oh yeah. He, him. She, and she's like, Moffat does it again, you know, <laughs> like bring it in somebody that make you like in the first episode. Well, I, th- I think too, the, um, the change in, in character from um, Tenet to Smith was not nearly as severe as Smith to Capaldi. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that really was the major issue. Because even in the first episode, um, one, a lot of, a lot, I've, I've read a lot of people didn't like seeing an older man fumbling around like a lunatic. Yeah, they were they were less apt to enjoy that as if he was if he was a younger guy doing that for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Um, but then when you get into the second episode and he's he's himself now, it it was I think it's harder for people because he's just so different. I mean, Smith was so like Smith's doctor was so compassionate and so right. like he cared about everybody and just that boyish kind of you know, excitement to go into it. And Capaldi... Capaldi seems annoyed yeah, to help everybody. He still yeah. does it. And you oh, can yeah. tell he cares. But he's, he's always fucking like, ugh. But he doesn't have... And he doesn't have that filter. Just the, the way he is with uh, with Clara, you know, because, like, Smith and Clara kind of had that, you know, kind of like... There was that... look like there was that attraction to one another. And it's completely flipped when you have Capaldi because Capaldi picks on her so much yeah no, don't don't do that thing with your eyes how do your eyes inflate like that you know he's just he, he's so mean to her but at the same time you know it's out of love you know well, it's it's the dynamic of the relationship it just changes you know it's they they don't and i think what people forget is the doctor is technically really fucking old yeah you know, he's been around the block more than a few times. So you have Clara, who is ridiculously young compared to right. him. Oh, yeah. I think just Capaldi's doctor more shows that more. Yeah. That she's ill-experienced and she's she's just a, to him like a little kid that doesn't get it. And you can say anytime he talks about human beings, really. Yeah. Isn't how naive they are. I, I loved when he was the uh, – he was the janitor or whatever they called it in, in, in the school. Oh, and he yeah. put a sign like no humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no humans. But then that whole thing where she thought that, uh, where everybody thought that she was in love with that one English teacher who kind of had the bow tie and looked a little like Smith. Yeah. And even when he looked, he kind of had this like, Oh, okay. You know, that's that. I get it. I get, I get it. it. You, yeah. you like the old me. Okay. I get it. Then when she finds out it's him, he's like, what? The PE teacher. <laughs> well, that was an insecurity he had in the first episode, right? Yeah, and it was just... because it was it was well founded in the first. I mean, she right. was having an issue, yeah. and I thought that was really smooth of Moffat too, because that kind of really rang true to to what I was talking about with a lot of fans having problems with with uh, the Doctor switching. Because yeah. I think I think that was the thing too is that with so many. And let's be honest, American fans. You had so many American fans with Smith because that was when they really pushed Doctor Who into the States and stuff like that. Right. Even more so than when Tenet was on. Yeah. And, and you had these people that liked Doctor Who but didn't quite understand how the show worked. 
So when it's switched, American audiences don't get that. They're like, why are you changing the act? That usually means a show is failing. Right. When the America. Yeah, because or the characters really not working, so you you change it. Yeah, and in American audiences, you have a character, an actor that'll play the character. Look at House, eight seasons. Yeah, you know you wouldn't see that on British television. People leave after two seasons because they're like, oh yeah, I did it, and that was it. You move on. You know, and here and it's, it's about I'm, I'm making fat money. I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> I know I'm gonna stay on for another two seasons, but I'm gonna make sure I make those ducats. <laughs> I need to renegotiate that contract, though. <laughs> yeah, because I gotta stay ready for war. Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, so, but yeah, you know, and it's it's a tried and true method. And that's the one thing I tell people if they if they're like, you think I like Doctor Who? And it's like, well, can you handle change? <laughs> Because you're going to deal with it after a couple of epi- a couple of seasons, you know. Well, that's it. I mean, American audience, I think is, and and I see that a lot with um, with Hispanic television as well. Yeah. Uh, you have novellas now. When I thought well, novellas, one episode, and then it's a totally different cast the next yeah. episode. Well, I thought novellas, and most most people in America think novellas are just soap operas, but they're not. There's so many different kind of novellas. Oh, yeah. There's soap operas, but then there's also comedies and there's horror ones and all well, types of shit. Yeah, but if you also notice that a lot of novellas are short run. They're short run, yeah. They have a specific ending. Yeah. They, they tell one specific story and that's it. And that's planned from the beginning. Yeah. Then you have soap operas in America which never fucking end. Yeah. If people keep watching it, it won't yeah. end. Young and the Restless has been going on for like 50 years. Yeah, and then if a show, if a loved show, maybe it has a niche, you know, Firefly. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Firefly ends and people literally lost their shit. <laughs> you know, like they didn't, they couldn't handle it. Battlestar Galactica, which is a show that had a specific time to end. Yeah. People lost their shit when yeah. that ended. You know, so it's, it's just, I think American audiences are just different in that way. We're too entitled. Yeah, we always feel it should. If it's going to end, it should end where we want it to end. Because yeah. you have people that are like, "Oh, it should have ended like two years ago, two seasons ago." Really, after its third season, you know. And you'll have other people that are like, "It didn't end the way I wanted it to." Well, no shit, Sherlock. It's like, how much money did you put into it? Exactly. Your producer or what? Exactly. You know. So, all right. Well, uh... no, we're going to talk about this for thirty <laughs> minutes. But uh, all in all, you know, I'm really excited for the next one. So. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that one next week. Um, so I think now that we've lingered half the podcast here, why don't we uh, go into some news? So in movie news, let's just get this out of the way right now. Michael Bay is not coming back for Transformers 5. It's actually felt good to say. <laughs> After Bay originally brought the Strybertronian War to Earth, he has been the butt of many jokes and hated... Uh, by many in his dealings with the beloved toy and cartoon series. He has played with people's emotions for so long that it was difficult to believe that he would keep his promise. After Transformers 3 came out in theaters, Bay Bay had mentioned that he was probably not going to come back for a fourth go-around. However, it was later announced that he would come back, but set up for a new trilogy to be completed with other directors. The logic never sat well with me, simply because why wouldn't Paramount start a new trilogy with new directors from the onset? Well, Variety is reporting that Bay has passed on Transformers 5 to work on a Benghazi-based film, 13 Hours. The movie will be based on the novel 13 Hours, a first-hand account at what really happened in Benghazi 
by uh, Mitchell Zukoff. Paramount has acquired the rights to the book back in February, and he seems fit to handle that type of movie. This puts Bay in a nice company as his most recent installment of the Transformers franchise did become one of the highest grossing films in the franchise, mostly due to the star power of Mark Wahlberg. Leaving, him, leaving on top gives him a better shot at calling out pet projects until he needs to ramp things up again. No successor has been named yet, but we imagine that we will be hearing one soon. This is just less things are going to explode. Yeah. And it's probably going to be more CG, even though the other one kind of was. But You know, I think that's one thing that you have to credit the Transformer movies. The CG really did blend well with the live action. Yeah. I, I, think, it, I think visually it was always impressive. Yeah. I, that's the thing. Is It's like, yeah, I mean, his movies weren't rocket science. They were even popcorn fun would be a stretch. But... You know, he's just, it, it's, if you're looking for substance, you don't go to a Michael Bay film. That's. He's focused more on the visual. He's right. not focused on the story that much. The story is well, also, loose leaf. Yeah. And he, I mean, he also came from music videos. So that's a big thing there. But when you look at movies that he did in the beginning, like Bad Boys, The Rock, you know, those kind of movies, you're kind of like, well, he, you know, those were good part, you know, people's favorites in a lot of times. And I think he just kind of got up on, got caught up in the whole bigger is better kind of thing and and with the transformers i think because he manipulated the transformers to where they almost all look alike like you cannot tell the difference that was the thing about like the cartoon and the comic and the toys is you could tell the difference between optimus and jazz and ratchet and you know it's because the colors aren't as bright well it's because they all look you know like more machine and the like parts that are supposed to distinguish them like he's a semi He's a Corvette. He's, you know, whatever, are so hidden until they transform and become, you know, a specific car. And I just think it's like... Yeah, the only two that really stood out in the movies were um, uh, Optimus and Bumblebee. Yeah. Bumblebee because he's yellow. Right. And And Optimus because... Well, he's Optimus. He's he's fucking Optimus. Right. Even Starscream didn't even really look... Like, you couldn't really tell. Didn't Starscream... Was Starscream the one that had the boombox built into his chest? No, that was no, that's Soundwave. Soundwave, yeah. So there's certain things that need to change. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what we're um, trying to get at is shit needs to change now. <laughs> you can't have an '80s beatbox fucking in your chest. But um, yeah, it, it's well, going to be and, an iPad with a beatbox uh, right. app. <laughs> and you also have the product placement. You know right. what cars they're scanning and that kind of silly shit. Yeah. But um, I think the best modeled one was was Optimus. And if you're if you have to pick one to do right, it's it Optimus. might as well be Optimus. Because if you fuck up Optimus, yeah, people are gonna pick at your movie. Well, the cool thing was is they even used the voice of the the voice actor from the '80s cartoon, which I always felt was like Optimus. That was Optimus Prime. That's oh, yeah. how he should sound. Oh yeah. And then when I remember watching the first movie, hearing that voice, going. <gasps> They used him. That's My so awesome. Name is Optimus Prime. Fucking Tron. Like I mean, I used to, I watched a bit of the cartoon when I was younger. I was never just totally into it. I think it was on when I was super young. Yeah. Um, and to me, and and we've had these discussions before. I'm not very nostalgic when it comes to if movies come out about things that I used to like or still like or whatever. But um. I don't know. I, I, wh- how, how, 
<laughs> how good can you get when you make a live action Transformers movie? Right. Like, I think the story was okay. I think they did okay with it. I mean, I mean, to, to be honest, the visual effects were a lot better than I thought because I was really worried about it. Like, it could look shittier than anything, you know. But the, the CG did match well with the with the foreground with the live action. So, because really, the the only real thing they had to do story wise was to make it make some sort of sense right. that the Transformers now were with human beings. Right. That's really all they had to do, and I think they executed that fine. It was the after that point, because the first Transformer movies was, was pretty good. Like, the first one, I thought yeah. it was dope. I, I like the first one. I don't... I'm not a fan... I think Michael Bay's okay, but I'm not a big fan of his, just the way, the way he films things sometimes. Like... Yeah dramatic slow motion a little too much like that kind of shit and slow motion on megan fox you know (laughs) yeah like okay she's hot i get it you know and when i'm saying okay that's enough megan fox well like there's a problem yeah my big thing was like in transformers 2 when uh shia labeouf goes into the garage to talk to bumblebee and they keep cutting back and forth between him and megan fox changing i was like okay we, we don't need that because it wasn't it wasn't even a funny bit yeah it wasn't even necessary it was she's like, just changed yeah it's yeah. just stupid like when it's gratuitous like that it, you're you're i think the, the transformer movies are designed for people who just aren't that bright <laughs> which is there's a large demographic of people that aren't that quick right you know they 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 do simple things and lead a simple life and god bless them you know, but <laughs> for people that notice the details, like maybe the sci-fi crowd or stuff like that, they notice the little details and shit. You almost feel insulted. Like yeah. you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, people complain about J.J. Abrams. But what I like about J.J. Abrams, especially with the Star Trek franchise, is that he made the story well enough for everybody to enjoy. Like you didn't have to know the history. Yeah. And same thing with Into Darkness is you don't have to know the history, but there was so much little shit for the nerds, you know, the the references, the little Easter eggs that were in it, which you see now in DC, in the DC and Marvel world, you know, on television where you're hearing all the different names of different characters and these random little, you know, companies that are exist in the comic book world. So it's enough for the comic like, oh my god, they mentioned that. Oh my god, you know, uh yeah, it's just it's those... in the Superman movie when um he was fighting Zod and they they f- flew past the uh satellite that said Wayne, said Wayne Industries Inter- on. Yeah, Wayne yeah. Industries on. Like, yeah. Or when cool that, little shit. Yeah, or when the tr- that um tanker trailer that blew up and it said LexCorp on the yeah. on the side of it. You're just like, "Oh." So it's enough to like say like, "Hey, for you guys, you, we know you're looking at the details. So here are those for you." But still we can make the story big enough and open enough for everybody to enjoy. But I the Transformers, the, you don't have that. Yeah. I think the exact opposite of Bay in current times is is no one. Oh, and I'm not even talking about the Batman movies. I'm talking more about cuz Batman you could be as complicated as you want with Batman. Everybody knows who Batman is. Right. You know, so it's it's in America anyway. So you're not really you're not faking anything with that. But I think like take a movie like um what was that dream movie he did? Inception. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like that's a cerebral flick. That is a fucking cerebral flip. And every it tires me out every time I watch it. Every single person I still haven't seen it. Every single person that I've met You would appreciate it. 
I know I need to see it. Every single person I've met that doesn't like that movie, like not like oh, it just wasn't for me, but the, like that fucking movie was stupid, is like a bro, right? Like a oh, dude, that that movie was lame, right? Like that that kind of dude because he should be watching Transformers, and yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. there's different people for different things, right? Not everybody can be. Uh, super fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not everybody's paying attention to every little detail in a film and dissecting the story, and not everybody can do that. You know, right. some people just want to go buy their popcorn, say whoa, and then go home. I'm and I, and there are movies that I want to do for that. There are movies that I go, oh, I know this is just going to be a stupid movie, but the people that go and see it and they're like, oh my god, that movie was so lame. And it's like, why did you go and see it to begin with? If you yes. look, if I look at a movie and go, "That's just a movie I'm gonna go see at a matinee and just have fun with," it's like you should know better. If you're going in there expecting fucking, you know, Hamlet, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My favorite. Um, uh, speaking of speaking of Hamlet, they're saying that uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is gonna have a lot of King Lear type of feel to it and i'm kind of excited about that because i've always liked shakespeare that's neither here nor there um (laughs) perfect example of a movie that i will always watch and always throw on if i just want to veg out and just laugh and not really think fucking galaxy quest dude oh yeah that's a perfect movie for that and it's not trying to be a super fucking technical movie it's just a silly movie that just fucking i think because of, I, I think because of the fact for like you and me because we also have such a passion for star trek that if you yes. took all the actors all those actors out and put in the star trek universe characters it would make sense it would make sense you would see it and you'd be like oh my god you could totally see that yeah, that was know? so a kirk situation oh yeah oh you managed to keep your shirt on this time you know yeah. <laughs> and alan rickman as the as that character that was my favorite character in the entire movie. Yeah, because he's that that Shakespearean actor. That you real... always need to get the spotlight. <laughs> oh man, oh, I love that movie. And then Sam Rockwell before he was Sam Rockwell. You have a last name, guys. Do I? Then what is it? You know what that reminds me of a movie he did, um, and then we need to move on. Yeah, a movie that we he did that I um, that I've seen once and I really want to see again. Talk about Cerebral, that Moon movie that he did. Oh, yeah. I, I love that fucking that movie. Movie's... That movie was so good. That and so it doesn't good. get enough fucking when it came out, and even now, like so many people haven't seen it, yeah. or they didn't get it, or they just they thought it was lame. I'm like, fuck you, Moon was the shit, I know. and Moon's... Sam Rockwell's the shit. That was the first time I really was like, Sam Rockwell's the shit. Oh yeah, and I think he was in cool movies before that. I just didn't remember didn't Sam, but um, well, he Moon, was in, he was in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. I'm talking about like high, like <laughs> we were talking about some fucking some big time movies that win awards and shit. Not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey, that's important. <laughs> it's important for pop culture. I'm talking about movies that are important for culture. <laughs> no, it's important for culture. <laughs> no, I thought Moon was the shit, dude. Oh yeah, that movie no, was him and then ooh, Kevin man. Spacey as uh, I mean, you have him and Kevin Spacey as the voice of the computer. It's like that's well, done and done. That's it, you know. And then, to, not to me, only to me, uh, uh, Rockwell in Moon, that was his castaway. That that was his opus, man. I'm telling yeah. you right now because he played two characters that interacted with each other. Yeah. I'm not talking like an Eddie Murphy type. I, it was so 
don't want to give the twist away, but yeah. Well, I mean, come on, it's a pretty old movie, but still, I mean, still, it's, it's a lot I of people give, that haven't seen it. But... I won't give the twist away because it's that cool of a movie. Yeah. But it, it was just, it was so intense, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard for me to get emotionally attached to a movie because I'm not very emotional anyway. But I was getting, I was getting a little heated up on that. Oh yeah. Like that, that was such just. Oh fuck! I can't even describe it. It's such a good movie. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's hey. talk about a movie that wasn't that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on, because I closed it while I was fucking around looking at shit. Um, <laughs> there's been a long-standing rumor that Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey don't get along. What? I know. <laughs> the rumor goes back to when they were co-stars in the 1995 film Batman Forever. Hmm. Uh, Carrey that sat down. A lot. <laughs> right. Carrie sat down with Howard Stern in a recent interview and confirmed that these, these rumors are at least based on fact. Um, he quotes, or he says, I quote, um, I cannot sanction your buffoonery, Jones said to Carrie uh, back during the filming of Batman Forever. Carrie was on Howard Stern to promote his upcoming film Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, and which I didn't even like the original Dumb and Dumber. I have to admit I, it, dude. Growing up back in the day, I loved the original movie, but this—it's been too long, and even that—it's—it's it's even gone beyond my sense of humor at this point. Well, the problem is, is that kind of humor isn't popular anymore. Yeah, it's the sarcastic and witty humor that's popular now. It's the Cat Dennings humor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just Cat Dennings in general. That's true. Um, and was asked. Let me reread that. Carrie was on Howard Stern to promote his upcoming film, Dumb and Dumber 2, and was asked about a time that the actors crossed paths in a restaurant the night before filming a scene in Riddler's Lair. Uh, so says U.S. Magazine. Quote, I think what happened was I was really looking forward to working with Tommy because he's a fantastic actor, and he still is to me. I mean, he's amazing. But he was a little crusty. He was a little crusty, <laughs> Carrie said. <laughs> he goes on. I went up to say hi and the blood drained from his face in such a way that I realized that I had become the face of his pain or something. He got up kind of shaking and hugged me and said, I hate you. I really don't like you. He did not want to work. He did not want to work with me at that point. Um, the hostility could have been due to the first Dumb and Dumber movie releasing in theaters the same weekend as Tommy Lee Jones's film Cobb. Uh, Dumb and Dumber went on to grow 16 million that weekend while Cobb only made sixty-four thousand, um, so basically, Dumb and Dumber swept his movie out. Right. Of course, this could simply be due to Jones's reput- reputation as being the grumpy old man in any situation as well. Um, Carrie didn't say if they had come to friendlier terms over the years, and Dumb and Dumber Two drops in theaters on November fourteenth, two thousand fourteen. Um, I don't know why I always say the year. So. <laughs> well, really they, they 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 have trailers and promotions for movies that aren't even in production yet. So I know. it's like this really doesn't. There's two things I want to say about this because really I put this story up because I thought it was funny. Um, this really doesn't surprise me because Tommy Lee Jones is known to be kind of a difficult guy. Yeah, like not really an asshole, but he's just kind of like you know, fuck you. Like I I don't want to deal with your shit. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like a real human being. Like right. he doesn't fake it. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. Right. That's but what I've I, heard. Even Will Smith has said he goes, like he tells you straight. Like the characters he play is who he is. Like I, th- I, I really feel the character he played in Men in Black is who he really is. 
<laughs> like he's just he's just that like he doesn't fuck around. But I also have to give a nod to the professionalism of both of those actors because they that that interaction in the restaurant was before they they started filming the movie. Right. Yet when you watch the not the greatest movie in the world of course, but when you watch the movie you couldn't tell at all. They right. they played off each other perfectly. The the scenes were acted as well as they were written, um, and everything was fine. So you have to you have to give a nod to that. Yeah, you know, because nowadays you see so many fucking of these rookie actors. Oh, I don't like him or her, so I'm not going to do this and that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. be professional, quit being a little bitch. But um, this <laughs> story made me think of um that movie and i remember even i was a little kid i wasn't a little kid i think in 1995 i was, was two years before i was in high school i was in seventh grade so i was excited big comic book nerd and, and um i watched that movie in the theater and i was just like what what was that because <laughs> every character was played incorrectly oh yeah this was before they respected the source material it was just uh, inspired from right yeah, you know, even the Riddler, like Jim Carrey was funny. He really was. But he was just Jim Carrey in, in a Riddler costume. He wasn't the Riddler. Oh, yeah. The Riddler is hyper-intelligent. He's confusing, but he's hyper-intelligent. And then Two-Face was stupid. I know. I know. It was like, he was just, it was like, what the hell is that? And then it was that was the one where Clooney was Batman, right? No, that was where Val Kilmer was Batman. Yeah, Clooney didn't, like, didn't come until the next one. I didn't like Clooney. A lot of people say Val Kilmer is their least liked Batman. Clooney's mine for yeah. one reason. He smiled too fucking much. Yeah. Batman does not smile. He's exactly. brooding. He's always pissed off. Like, he's DC's Hulk. Right. He's always angry. <laughs> doesn't like, want to like, like right now on Twitter, the Batman, at the Batman, he goes, GDP, uh, GDB pro, pro tip. Before starting your car on cold mornings, check for the stupid cats in the jet intake manifold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's perfect. Where, where this situation was perfectly personified was the animated, the original animated series. Because when Batman smiled, it was an event. Yeah. If there was an episode where he smiled, even the Joker looked at him funny. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, he, he's just always a serious dude. And I think um, still my favorite Batman, and this is including the Nolans, my favorite Batman is um, – it's got to be Keaton, dude. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. Keaton did it perfect. And he was the perfect Bruce Wayne. He oh, was yeah. the best Bruce Wayne if you want to just say Bruce Wayne. you know. So. And, and it's funny too. I still remember where everybody was like, that's not Batman. What the fuck? No, that's that not was, Batman. That that's, was Batman. Yeah. In the end, you're like, no, that was Batman. No. It's like you're misinformed. That's <laughs> exactly. Batman. <laughs> The only thing that sucked about that was the suit. I hated the suit in the um, Burton movies because he had no range of motion whatsoever. Oh, I know. It was all like it looked like he had a you know coat hanger stuck in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he couldn't turn. Um, he couldn't turn his neck. That's yeah. how the suit was made. I'm like, that's so stupid. Yeah. I would have yeah. rather seen him in the '70s fucking leotard, <laughs> keeping it real. I don't know if Ke- Keaton could have filled that out back then, though. I don't know, but. I don't know. That would have been weird. <laughs> Every story is going to be this big montage, and we're going to be done at like three in the morning. I know. Yeah, six-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right.
In uh, gaming news this week, Rockstar is bringing more news to their upcoming release of their current-gen console version of Grand Theft Auto V for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. With the mild success of other games that were previously released for last-gen consoles and then released for people who purchased to purchase again, Rockstar is raising the stakes for people that purchased the old PS3 and Xbox 360 version. If you are one of those people that will pick up the game for a second time to play on your new console, Rockstar will give you access to vehicles like the Imponte Duco Death and the classic Dodo Seaplane. You'll receive a new Michael-centric mission that will have you follow a series of clues to solve a murder mystery. If you manage to complete the mission, you will get two noir-style filters to use in story mode and snapmatic photos. Franklin will get all sorts of new things to do in the upgraded version. He gets his own set of activities to participate in the Wildlife Photography Challenge. He will get new species of animals needed to be documented and if you complete the task you will get the kraken sub to use however you see fit among others of the among some of the other add-ons that you'll receive will be an enhanced version of los santos and blaine county which will include uh, which will include being able to pick up the experimental railgun stocked with sets of ammunition shooting challenges along with the gory hatchet melee weapon new stock car races meanwhile will off offer uh the chance to unlock unique custom muscle cars on the costume front tracking down and photographing monkey inspired graffiti around los santos will unlock new monkey outfits for all players but those who have brought the game previously will get a special go go monkey ballista um now if you've if, for those of you that have purchased the special or collector's edition of the game for the PS3 or the Xbox 360, you will be able to carry these bonuses across to the new version. If you didn't, you'll be able to purchase them with in-game cash. Created jobs will carry over into the new system. As previously announced, you will be able to transfer your GTA Online character to the platform for your choice uh, of your choice as long as you have a social club account. And a word of warning, though, this can only be done once. Again, this is for those of you that plan to pick up the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, or PC version of the game that previously purchased the game on the PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360. The release of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One will be November 18th, while the PC will be released on January 27th, 2015. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna by the I'm gonna get a PS4 probably in February. So by that time, you'll get the PC version. <laughs> I don't know if it, that's the thing. I'm going to get the PS4. I don't know if I, I'm going to get the PC version or if I'm going to get um, get the PS4 version. Because I kind of want to have a few console games. Right. So I play on a bigger screen and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. You have the, P, the PS3 version that I gave you. So, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sitting in my closet still <laughs> doing nothing. I don't even think I even opened it. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway, moving right along hey the struggle dude (laughs) all right seriously (laughs) a recent survey from super data research which sounds illegitimate but super data research is actually (laughs) a really big thing it's Um, like it's like a real meat ink (laughs) right um has found more women play pc games than men in the united states um another finding saw women playing rpgs on the pc more while men played more uh, first-person shooter and MMO titles. 
at the end of the day, it's it's split down the middle until you notice the small numbers. 50.2% of PC gamers across all genres are women, while 49.9% are men. Uh, when only looking at RPGs, the difference is a bit more pronounced, with 53.6% being women and 46.5% being men. Men take the lead in first-person shooter titles, though, with 66%. Um, senior analyst Stephanie Lamas... Her last name is Lamas. <laughs> That's weird. Um, wrote in response to, to the findings that the popularity of, quote, casual platforms has given weight to the claim that not all women are casual gamers. Uh, Lamas notes that half of the female PC gamers in the U.S. see themselves as mid-core or hardcore gamers. There's a mid-core now? Oh, I guess that maybe that's the ones that don't play as hardcore as, you know, like WoW or something. Like they go in, but they only go in on the weekends, like that kind of shit? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Quote, quote, quote. It's the ones that don't hit the bar on Friday, you know? Right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's Whoa. happy hour <laughs> uh, it is true that 58% of mobile gamers in the US are women but it is also true that just over 50% of American PC gamers are women she wrote in fact women are the largest gaming demographic for PC role playing games 54% and they represent almost 40% of MMO and digital console gamers uh, so to say that women are just casual gamers is empirically false Ooh. Ooh. Sound like there was a little heat at the end of that. Like, yeah. bitch. Yeah, there's She a said while there. she looked above a fucking game <laughs> controller. Actually, if you read her whole blog post, the first, like, three paragraphs is a little bit of history on her mm-hmm. and just how many, like, how she gamed. And when you read it, like, how she gamed when she was a kid and, and what she played, it sounds like every other gamer that was born in the 80s. Right. Started off with the Nintendo and then That's moved on, you know. Yeah. Um, While these findings are interesting, it's more interesting when you realize they will shock some people. Uh, There's always been this stigma about women in gaming, uh, be it that they don't play games or they don't play them well. It's time to get over caveman-style thinking and realize women can play just as many video games as men, and it's not all that shocking. I don't really... Even when I was younger, and, and the 90s was the worst for this. Like, girls don't play games. Yeah. Um, it, the eighties might've been worse, but I, I was too young to notice the, I don't understand why people feel, and this, this goes for a lot of different things, not just gaming, why people feel women can't do specific things as well as men. I never understood that. Like, yeah. why can't they? They're the same species. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like women are Neanderthals. Well, the thing, the concept was this girls play with dolls and, and makeup oh, and get dressed up and do all that stuff. They don't do what boys do. And it's that's such an old school mentality. It well, just yeah, doesn't but that fit. Was, yeah, but if you look at like the if you look at the cartoons and the games of the of back in the day, you know, it's the same thing. It's it, it wasn't until like the late nineties that uh, things started to change change a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, they started. Some of the best uh, gamers on YouTube are chicks. Yeah. Like you see some, you see him going in, man. Like on Call of Duty and shit like that. But oh yeah, I mean, just to me, it doesn't shock me. I, I someone goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a female, or, or did you hear that 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 such and such is actually a girl? I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, is she I, any good? Like, what, what? I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, this doesn't particularly change my life all that much, but all right. I mean, of course, I probably still ask 
is she, is she hot? hot? Yeah. And I do that with any time you mention a woman. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw this girl yesterday. Oh, yeah. And Steve knows this, too. Oh, I saw this girl at the store. Oh, yeah, Steve. Was she hot? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> just to be a dick, you know. Of course. But I just, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, uh, my, my kids all play Minecraft still. And I, I think the best Minecraft player in the house is my nine-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um, she makes some of the best things and then um, they'll play when we had a console which I definitely need to fix for them um, they they used to play like racing game we had Sonic like the Sonic Kart game um, I forget what it was called but it's like Mario Kart but with, with Sega characters right. and uh, they used to play that and pff, my daughter used to make my son look like a chump every day <laughs> I think one day he said uh his friend was over, which is very rare because I don't like people in my house. Um, <laughs> and he was over and he goes, oh, you got beat by a girl. And then he, then they left and, and my son asked me, he goes, why did he say that it was weird that I got beat by a girl? And he's like, because some people are fucking stupid. Yeah. So I don't let people did, over here. Did you see his knuckles dragging on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> you see how he had um, back hair at, at eight years old? Yeah. <laughs> I've been be- my wife has beaten me and ga- and she's not even really a gamer. Yeah. Like sometimes you just they're better at you that time. Yeah. Sometimes the controller doesn't work. Right. Which is what most, I say. Most of the time it's not, yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I tell my wife, "Listen. The perfect example, I'll say this real quick. The perfect example is when uh uh what was it? Mortal Kombat versus DC came out." Uh and she's like, "Hey, we just got we got, we rented the game." And my wife's like, hey, you want to play me? I'm, I'm going to be Wonder Woman. You can be Batman or something. And I'm like, first of all, I'm going to be the Joker. Second of <laughs> all, you don't want to play me at this, honey. And I and oh. Joe, and she's like, what are you talking about? You have never, you've never even played this game before. And I'm like, listen to me. Not because you're a woman. Because I got the old school skills. All right. Oh, so I've been playing Mortal Kombat before you even knew what this was. And I'm always, I've, we're always joke around, you know, and she's – She's Salvador, so it's like, I don't even think you spoke English when I started playing video games, which is complete false. Completely <laughs> <laughs> false. And she's like, sit down, pick up the controller. And I didn't realize she's been playing for like two hours oh. with the kids. So I pick up the controller. Ooh, she whooped my ass, dude. Joker was looking like a bitch. And, and, and then, of course, I, I put the controller down. I'm like, it's because you gave me the busted controller. I told you the kid's spilling food on this shit. <laughs> You know, and you got to have the good controller. She's like, I have the busted controller. I'm like, no, that's not the busted controller. And I just walked out. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch mode. (laughs) But I never, never crossed my mind that I was mad because she was a girl. (laughs) No, it's because somebody beat you. (laughs) Then, of course, in in my article, I had to put, I wanted to put pictures of girls playing games. And, of course, you put girl gamer into Google. Oh, yeah. And most of those pictures are not tasteful enough for an article like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I found some that were cool. Like, there's this chick. They said it was in China in the article that I pulled it from. But, like, she's at a desk with, like, two monitors on the computer playing. Wow, the monitors don't match. She has, like, a <laughs> bottle of Diet Coke and a bunch of fucking snacks. Open that's that's a gamer right that's there. That's a gamer right there. <laughs> and she's cute. And that works too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right. All right. So I guess we move on to some comic news. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to say on a lot of shit tonight. Hey man, I got opinions. 
<laughs> oh, man. All right. Now into comic news. It's been known for a while that DC Comics were moving from their original headquarters in New York back to their new home in Burbank, California, starting the early part of next year. Well, there were rumors that the move would affect comic distribution for a short period of time, but nothing was officially announced. On Monday, DC announced that there is a new nine-week event series coming, Convergence. The event will begin in April and continue through May, which is around the final moving stages from New York to Burbank. The new event is reported by USA Today, which seems to be reporting a lot of comic news lately, uh, says that the event will spin out of the finales of Earth 2, World's End, and the New 52, Future's End. Those finales will lead into the eight-part main series and a 40 two-part miniseries that examines the world from the pre- uh, pre- uh, past 80 years of the DC universe and the heroes and villains that occupy that space. Quote, what we're really addressing is they all exist and have existed and exist within the framework of the New 52, co-publisher Jim Lee told the, new- the newspaper. Convergence is in many ways the most meta-epic event we've done. It's captures the full essence and scope of DC's incredible history and storytelling, says co-publisher Dan Didio. Lee claims that the event will focus on the most asked questions since DC's reboot of their universe back in 2011, and whether key stories in the DC universe still count in continuity, and what happened to most some of the beloved characters that have not appeared in the New 52 since it debuted three years ago. We're picking up at points of their lives where we left te- left them and finding out what's gone on with them since then, says Didio. The main villain in the new series will be a new character, Telos, sounds a lot like Thanos, yeah. uh, who is supposed to be born of Brainiac and this mysterious planet. Even though Convergence will involve many creators that DC will announce in the coming weeks, the main plot line will be handled by television writer Jeff King from White Collar and Continuum making his comic book debut. Dan Jurgens will co-write the Zero issue with him, and Scott Bladell will help lay out the overall um, overall outline. I'm sure this, co- this will cover uh, the time for their move, and none of us will even notice that they were gone, right? So, oh, I, um... <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about DC not being in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, c- comic books are always in there in New York. Why does everything have to be in fucking California? Well, because Warner Brothers is tightening the belt. Yeah, that's true. So they're pulling everything. Especially with the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, and especially since they're laying off a bunch of people. They're tightening their belt to keep everything, you know, close by. I mean, Marvel, you know, has Disney money, so they're trying to... Well, I think think Marvel, too, it makes even more sense for Marvel to have a thing in in New York because most of their heroes are stationed in New York. Yeah. So that kind of makes more sense. DC has more fictional cities. Yeah, you know, Central City and, you know... um, Coast City, uh, yeah. Starling City, <laughs> something city, yeah, you know. Metropolis, Metropolis, yeah. That's that's the that's the one that doesn't have city at the end. Yeah, too many syllables. It wouldn't have made sense. Metropolis City, <laughs> Metropolis City. <laughs> no, that's the new that's the new expansion from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the new upper class area, Metropolis City. Right. 
Come and live here at Metropolis City. Metropolis City. Is there even a poor part of Metropolis? Uh, yeah, they're usually the ones in like the two panels that show. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how no big they are. About, that no yeah. one cares about. Yeah, that's that's where they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like, dude. Do we? I mean, yeah, we get it. You guys have a multiverse. You're doing this whole future bit. Do you? You know, it's kind of like. This is kind of like, hey, we don't really want to have any real complex storylines going on. So why don't we just do a kind of a free for all? Everybody can kind of do what they want. In regards to these, it just seems a little. Yeah, but they, every, every comic book company does that from time to time. No, they don't. I, th- <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's both good and bad because, because it's bad for exactly what you're saying. Like, there's no overall story going on, but also that's where your fresh ideas can come from, and then you can build that into a bigger thing. Right. You know. So I mean, you know, and no, I'm not sitting here defending DC. I'm just saying. Bad boy. <laughs> there's, there's always, you know, there's always something going on. Yeah. There's always some someone pulling the strings, <laughs> right? Anyway, speaking of pulling the strings, well, marriage. <laughs> Marvel Marvel has taken a very interesting turn in their preview of all comics coming out in the summer of 2015. If what they plan holds true, this is going to cost a lot of people a lot of money to get these titles. What are they doing, weeklies again? <laughs> Jesus. Um, this week, Marvel teases the Infinity Gauntlet and Future Imperfect. Uh, but this one really got me going. Spider-Man, renew your vows. Um, as you can see by the cover um, on the article, this is a direct reference to the 1987 Amazing, amazing Spider-Man Annual number 21 that found Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson actually getting married, only to get it completely erased from continuity uh, nearly 20 years later in the 2006 storyline One More Day. In case you do not remember the whole erasing marriage thing, it stemmed from the storyline Civil War, where Peter Parker announced his identity for the world to see. However... After the event, Aunt May was shot and Spider-Man met uh, Mephisto, who offers to save Aunt May's life if he gives up his marriage to Mary Jane. Dun, dun, dun. They both agree, and the marriage is erased from history. Uh, Mostly because Joe Quisada Quisada, uh, truly hated that aspect of the continuity. (laughs) Um, Why? Why is it bad for them to be married? No, I guess no superhero is supposed to really be married. That's the same thing with uh, DC did the same thing with Superman, remember? When he married Lois Lane. That's true. Yeah. I think that's happened a couple of times to Superman. Um, In addition to erasing their marriage, he erased the world's collective memory that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. It was a secret again, and it allowed the editorial team uh, to go back to the original way Spider-Man was originally written. Kind of like what DC Comics did with Superman. I see what you did there, Steve. <laughs> um, this was hugely... Cri- this is Steve's article, by the way. Uh, this was hugely criticized by the public and has become a constant joke among comic fans. If you, Yeah, because it's like... You, you, nothing is in, set in stone, basically. And yeah. that's how comic books always have been. Oh, yeah. Um, 
That's like it's always. Hey, did you hear such and such died in comics? Yeah, I wonder when he's coming back. That's always what's said afterwards. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like how long is he going to be gone this time? You know, unless it was a really lame fucking character. Yeah. Um, if you did not, if you did not like what someone had done, you can just say going to erase the marriage, <laughs> and everything <laughs> will be as it was. Uh, this was always a thorn in my side because they could have gotten a divorce, unless superheroes do not have divorces. Who knows? <laughs> but um. It looks like they're it's, – it's called renewing your vows, but if it's not in continuity anymore, then they're just getting married again. It basically – because you know, this is holding – everything that I've been reading is holding on to the concept that I've kind of figured out is that it's going to be a multiverse storyline. That whole Secret Wars is going to be a multiverse. So what I'm figuring is all these standalone issues are going to be – what happened in these multiverses? They'll find out they used to be married and then get oh. married again, something like that. No, it's it's like in one universe they never got divorced. They had a kid. They got you know they never got their marriage never disappeared in one universe, and it's going to be like they're going to pick up in that universe where they never got that. So we get to see what's happened to them since. That's kind of where I'm seeing some of these stories going. Like mm. it's alternates you know, outcomes in different universes and stuff like that. So it allows them to kind of, well, what if we kept this story? Okay, well, let's go there. You know, like you said, spark ideas or whatever, you know, so we'll see how long that goes. But I, I'm sure there's got to be a lot of people like, okay, let's see how this goes. Well, that's that just means you're reading a Marvel storyline, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you're or a DC story, yeah, I was gonna say you pick up a DC, go okay. So which one is this? Is this from Earth Two or is this one from like Earth Sixteen that came in from somewhere else? It's not that bad anymore. The new thing with DC now is you pick up a book and go, okay, is this one going to be canceled in a couple (laughs) issues? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't want to get emotionally invested in this. I've noticed that lasted like twelve issues. (laughs) I've noticed that the word Batman or Superman is not on this book. Is this one going to be around in a couple? (laughs) Are you guys going to follow through with this, or is eventually going to become this person and Batman? Right. At some point, well, now they're now they're canceling Major Boy. Wonder Woman's getting the axe now. You hear about that? I, I've heard that, but at the same time, I heard that it was just the guy who originally started is leaving, and they have somebody coming in taking over Wonder Woman. I heard it was getting the axe. No, I, I doubt that. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt. If if, but, if, if Wonder Woman comment? even got the axe, it, there would be something else to replace it that had Wonder Woman. She's too big of a character. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's ones like that. If if a if a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash book is getting canceled, they're coming back as something else. They're doing something else. Yeah. The the, the main and that's the same in Marvel. <clears throat> oh Jesus, excuse me. That's the same in Marvel and DC. Yeah. Anyone in the Justice League, the main Justice League, and anyone in the main Avengers will have their own book. Right. Period. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so if, one, if it gets canceled, something will immediately replace it. Exactly. So it's just the way it is. The main team is the main team. Huh. And Spider-Man oh. always has about 15 fucking books going right. on. Superman will be intertwined. And Batman oh, always no. has about 800 books going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the technology news. It was not that long ago, about July, when Microsoft announced that they were offering a one terabyte of OneDrive storage space for anyone that owned Office 365. The news seemed to go over well among the online community as it proved to be a special incentive for people that purchased the program and have that immense amount of space. Apparently, they were not happy with that 
Last week, Microsoft announced that anyone that has Office 365 home, personal, or university version will have the caps of their OneDrive storage space removed. You will be able to get unlimited storage space for all your online storage needs. Even their business customers will get unlimited storage as part of the Office of Microsoft's Office 365 roadmap. They were rolling out the upgrades to all Office 365 accounts in the coming months, but you can opt in to be upgraded uh, early over at Microsoft's OneDrive preview site. The link is on the site. Uh, the unlimited OneDrive storage cap allows them to widen the cap between Google, Dropbox, and iCloud. However, iCloud is not even in the running at this point. Google and Dropbox offer one terabyte of space for only $6.99 a month. Some people may look at this as a good deal if you purchase Office 365. It actually is a good deal all the way around. For complete access to all of Microsoft's programs, it's just $99 a year, which is not a bad idea. If you break it down, it would be roughly $8.25 a month for a year, which is $1.50 over all the other programs and unlimited storage space. So we here at the Lazy Geese have always been critical about Microsoft and their propensity for nickel and diming their customers. But it seems that Microsoft figured out that to remain relevant in the current marketplace, they need to stay competitive. This is a solid move for Microsoft, and I am truly excited for it. I'm excited for it because I actually have been using that. And there's been a lot of stuff that I've been putting in my iCloud, but it hasn't made a dent in the terabyte that I currently yeah, have. I well, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it too because I'm, I'm really going to start trying to back up my stuff a little bit more yeah um, and that is cool i mean but a terabyte is a terabyte yeah but there's a lot of people that a terabyte isn't that much yeah so. yeah and that and like for me i've been putting a lot of a lot of you know especially with doing the site and stuff like that we have a lot of pictures and things like that and and you know it's like you can keep them on your hard drive but that thing just takes up space yeah. So and the fact that I actually work off of two computers, I work off my laptop and the uh, the PC which I'm on right now, the desktop, and it's a hassle. You know, you save a picture on one, and then you're like, oh shit, I didn't transfer it over to the other one. Do I email it? Do I just put it to a flash drive? It's like, no, just put it in the in in uh, OneDrive, and then just move over to the the other computer and get in there. So i now it's like, ooh, what else can I store in there? Right. <laughs> And I th it's not only – see, the thing is, and this is the important thing, it's not only the size that's increasing. It's the size of an individual file too. Right. And the individual file size is 10 gigs now. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. I think um, – I remember – I don't know if it's still like this, but Google used to have a cap of one gig. So mm -hmm. backing up you know, a, a movie that might be like an hour and a half long or you know, anything like that was out of the question. Right. So it's, it's – it's, um, that's a big deal, man. I mean, you yeah. can back up some serious shit. A lot of people are like, oh, but Microsoft's Junior, let them look at my family photos. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I'm – I know it's not probably not the right way to think about it, but I just don't care. But like, at the same, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, well, if you know you're not putting in creepy shit, yeah. you know, if you're putting up child porn on there, you deserve to get your ass caught. <laughs> you, if you have child porn, you deserve to get your ass caught. But it's, it's – um, it's interesting to me because I think this whole privacy thing, it's important. You should have privacy. But there's there's certain things that you shouldn't be crying about. Like right. it, the 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 photos you right you right click syndromed from some fucking page 5 girl. All right. Don't need to be private. It's okay. Yeah. Nobody's judging you. 
Right. We all know India Reynolds is hot. By the way, India <laughs> Reynolds is hot. Um, look at that up. So, moving right along before this podcast becomes a completely different kind of podcast. Um, before there's... we end up on 4chan by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. I hate 4chan. I don't know why. And it's not even the content that's on it. It is so disorganized. Oh, it know. freaks me out. Like, I'm like, oh, worse this is ugly. Reddit. It's worse than Reddit. It's like I'm in 1999 trying to find information. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <You> got mail. <laughs> Jesus. Ever tell you I used to have uh, – I probably have it. You could change it to celebrity voices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had mine on Christina Aguilera. <laughs> You've got mail. It's like, I fucking damn right I do. <laughs> That's not all I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So there is just something about a mechanical keyboard that makes using a computer that much better. And to having said that, uh, now that you've had your mechanical keyboard for a while, Steve, how have you been enjoying that Logitech I've, wonder? I've been I've been digging on it. I have the G710. And, That's uh, actually – is it the G710? Is there a plus at the end of it yeah, or is that the yeah, – yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was actually looking at that one for myself um, pretty soon, too. Yeah, I mean, I like it because it's sturdy. It's when you're typing yeah. shit, you know, you just, you hear that, that it's just <laughs> that good click, 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 you know. And the, and the, the 710 Plus has uh, dampening rings in the right. things, too, so it's not too loud, right. you know, which is important. Um, I never even hear you on your keyboard while we're doing the podcast. Um but you hear me, and I'm on a fucking membrane key. I think I just pound the shit out of my keyboard. Oh, um, I think you use your knuckles half the time. <laughs> <laughs> 73 words per minute with those knuckles, bitch. <laughs> um, they're highly responsive, durable, and have a satisfying click when you press a key, uh, which is what we just said. Um, it's oh, What did I put in parentheses? It's debatable for some if this if if this sound is enjoyable or annoying, but I know my truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! While desktop computers have enjoyed the mechanical option, laptop computers have been left in the dock, forced to use membrane keyboards. Um, MSI has decided to change that with the announcement of the first mechanical keyboard built into a laptop. Uh, the GT80 Titan has a built-in Steel Series keyboard with cherry brown MX switches. Now I like Logitech, but Steel Series makes some quality fucking um, uh, mechanicals too. Um, the brown switches will increase speed and accuracy, as well as providing that clicking sound we all know and love. Uh, you'll also be able to use the SteelSeries engine with CloudSync to set up and save keyboard settings. Um, other than the keyboard, MSI also claims the GT80 Titan is the slimmest and lightest 18-inch gaming laptop to date. How many 18-inch laptops are there <laughs> for that claim? Like three? <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Um, the Titan is, quote, 17% thinner and 22% lighter than its closest competitor. Um, it's an interesting-looking laptop, to say the least. Uh, we have a picture of it above. It is weird. and yeah, it's, it, um, is a bit, it is a bit weird. The mechanical, you can. it has a 10 key, but the 10 key is not mechanical. It looks like the 10 key is just like a touchpad, yeah. which I use the 10 key a lot. So that's kind of strange. I, I for do. Me. I like using the 10 key for, yeah. for all that shit. Anyone who has used a computer for work uses yeah. a 10 key. <laughs> um, keep in mind that the mechanical keyboard requires more space, which accounts for the larger-than-normal empty space above it. Uh, MSI hasn't announced pricing availability or configuration options quite yet, but keep an eye on their website, which I've linked in our article. 
for more details in the near future. But it, I mean, I think that this first design is is kind of ugly as shit. And I like MSI designs, but but this one is just weird. But I think if this catches on, you're going to see a lot more mechanical keyboards and laptops. And that's kind of cool. But you'll only see it in the gaming ones. Yeah. They won't bother with a business class laptop with a mechanical keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that in meetings. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> uh, yeah. I'd be the asshole in the meeting with the gaming laptop. Like, oh, oh, is this bothering you guys? Is this bothering yeah. you guys? Yeah. Well, tough shit. <laughs> Everyone's got like tablets with little rubber keyboards on it, and I got this fucking big ass. 17 inch like crazy monster no, you, could, you could walk it in with a desktop and put your tower right right out the table. <laughs> you got extension cords right into the wall so it's like uh, adam are you ready to present whatever you're presenting oh yeah give me a second i'm, I'm checking my uh my warcraft auctions real quick <laughs> <laughs> the wi-fi here is really slow yeah it's like, dude, you guys got to invest in a better Wi-Fi, dude. What's going on? This is on? ridiculous. I know. It's like, give me a break, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't even get 4G in here. What the fuck, dude? I remember. Um, don't we have T1? <laughs> right. I remember everybody at uh, the hospital, when one of my wife's many pregnancies. Uh, she was in the hospital for a while. And it, it was like a, like two weeks. And um, I think it was the twins. And I brought, you know, of course, I bring my laptop, I bring the controller, I bring the mouse, I bring everything. Right, yeah. And I'm all set up. I got the cooling fan on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and back then I played a lot of WoW, so I'm, I'm playing WoW on the Wi-Fi. And the nurse comes in, I'm like, oh, damn it. And the nurse goes, I know it's it's hard to have uh, a loved one in the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a raid and the Wi-Fi is too slow. <laughs> She looked at me like I was the worst human being on the planet. I'm like, what? She sl- it's three o'clock in the fucking morning. She's asleep. What do you want me to do? It's, like, it's tough to have a loved one in the hospital. Who? Who? <laughs> There's oh. someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife. Yeah, I got it. Oh yeah, her. Uh, yeah, my uh, uh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, this broad over here. Whatever. I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking level up. I ain't got time for this shit. Can I level up or is this going to be like 30 questions? <laughs> yeah. The nurse, the nurse is all like, uh, sir, we just need to know um, some information. I'm like, can I do my dailies or are you going to bother me all fucking day? Like, what are we... <laughs> What's the fucking problem? What'd you ask her? <laughs> She's not doing it. She's just laying there in the bed. <laughs> She's been laying there watching TV all day. Lazy uh, I'm sitting here trying to conduct this raid and you're getting all in my face about shit we well, need to know she's heavily medicated sir and whose fucking fault is that <laughs> coming and putting drugs in a fucking IV. jesus christ i can't even talk to this broad i told her to make me a sandwich she said i'm sick i'm like what the fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> jesus imagine dude. dude if i was in a hospital and i heard a dude talking like that, i think i would walk into the room and punch him in the face like that would be the worst oh or you'd I'll... walk over there and go okay which server are you on all right, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> hey, do you have do you have that full set though? Because I'm trying I'm trying to get that too. <laughs> uh, this could end in one of two ways. <laughs> to be completely honest, just to clarify, I brought my laptop for gaming for two reasons. One, it was it was two weeks. It doesn't matter how much you care about someone. There's going to be downtime in two weeks at the hospital, and also to distract me from going batshit crazy because I was worried about my wife. And also, I I get really anxious in hospitals. Like I don't like being in hospitals. 
So if I'm just sitting there, I'm going to start freaking out. Yeah. I don't like it. So <laughs> I just don't like hospitals. <laughs> All right. In this douchebag existence we call life, there are moments when humanity does something that is simply epic. This is... This is a spot we call hashtag epic. And now I'm the douchebag. <laughs> this week's hashtag epic, it's it's the uh, European Union Justice Court. Now, there's been some a debate stirring in the European Union that could affect people that like to link or embed content on sites, blogs, or what have you. This is something that has been discussed in this country, but this ruling could have repercussions in the U- United States as well, more in line with who is considering who is considered a pirate this week the court of justice of the european union handed down a verdict in regards to embedding copyright videos even if the source video was uploaded without permission is not copyright infringement this is important because the eu's court of justice handles laws for all the nation states in the european union now before anyone thinks it was uh, brought on by the motion picture industry it was not in music a music ger- industry no. <laughs> <laughs> in a german court two water filtering companies were going at it two yeah two men who did independent commercial work for best water international was being sued by a company for using one of their promotional videos that was available on youtube without the company's permission and was embedded on their personal website through a frame the eu has been very firm on what they consider piracy but embedding video has not been discussed however they felt that since the content was viewed from another source through a frame and then they were not committing copyright infringement as the the content was already released to the public albeit illegally quote the embedding in a website of a protected work is which is publicly accessible on another website by means of a link using a framing technology does not by itself constitute communication to the public within the meaning of the EU Copyright Directorate to the extent that the the relevant work is neither communicated to a new public nor by using a specific technical means different than used for the original communication, the court's verdict read. In their decision, they referred to the case regarding Svensson, who was tried for hyperlinking previously published works that that was considered copyright infringement. However, the court saw it otherwise and exonerated the man, claiming that the linking to a content that was already released online through another party is not considered copyright infringement. This is one of those instances that seems to be like a no-brainer, but you have companies that think they are the exception to the law. When you have companies that think because you are promoting the pirated material, you are committing copyright infringement. I don't see why they would not go after, go to Google to have their material removed unless it was something else that they're not telling anyone. Because I've, I've seen this before and I've been hearing like people talking about this even here. You know, like, oh, well, you're promoting it because you have, because you're telling everybody where they can get it. That's not necessarily the case. It's already released. You can't, I'm not committing copyright infringement if somebody's already released it and I'm just saying, yeah, it's here. So. I, I honestly think with that, any leaked content, the person who leaked it should be the only one at fault. Because once it's leaked, it starts becoming a mess. Yeah, you know, and so many people have it. You're, who knows if you even knew it was not supposed to be leaked or not, you know, or something like that, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like that whole picture hacking thing, iCloud hack, 
where everybody's going after Google and Bing and all of them for having them out there. But it's like, well, why don't you go after who leaked it? And Apple, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Apple did. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. bitches. <laughs> if you'd like to recommend a hashtag epic for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lazy geeks, or mention it to us on Twitter at the lazy geeks using hashtag epic. You could even email it to us on our website at the lazy geeks.com or Google plus. Cause we're also on there too. Uh, go ahead and mention it to us. All right. So lastly, uh, our random story of the week, <laughs> which is kind of like a, yeah, not surprised, but Google Glass has never been all that appealing. It always came off as more of a status symbol for people that have way too much money. But it seems that the Motion Picture Association of America and the National Association of Theater Owners can't seem to make that distinction. On Wednesday, they have officially banned Google Glass from theaters in the United States. And all the things they could be more concerned about, such as how to make content available at a lower price, or which is the real culprit of piracy, but they choose to believe that a $1,200 pair of glasses is going to aid in the proliferation of copyright content. Uh, on Wednesday, Google Glass has become banned in American theaters. They would like to let people know that they welcome technology innovation and recognize the importance of wearables, but their ability to enable piracy cannot be ignored. Quote, as part of our continued efforts to ensure movies are not recorded in theaters, however, we maintain a zero-tolerance policy toward using any recording devices while movies are being shown, MPAA and NATO state. As, as has been our long-standing policy, all phones must be silenced and other recording devices, including wearable devices, must be turned off and put away at showtime. Individuals who fail and or refuse to put these recording devices away may be asked to leave they add really because i would love to see people being asked to leave that are on their phone during movie theaters yeah i've never seen anybody be asked to well to... the the only time anyone it's when someone complains yeah but, but no one's going to complain because they're too busy on their phone right exactly <laughs> i don't understand like i my i tell my wife put that phone away and yeah. and there was one time we, we went to watch a movie i forget what movie it was and she pulled the phone out. I'm like, is someone calling? No, put the phone away. Don't put the phone out in the movie theater. And she did real quick. She's coming out. She's like, oh, you don't like it? I'm like, uh, no, it's just because I paid for the movie. Yeah. You know, stop wasting my fucking money looking at your phone. Right. I think that was like one of our first dates. <laughs> so. They make it a point to tell people just how quick of a reaction movie theater managers will take if they spot you wearing recordable devices in a movie theater. If a theater manager has have indications that illegal recording activity is taking place they will alert law enforcement authorities when appropriate who will determine what further action should be taken mpa has a set of instructions for movie theater owners to be on the lookout for people that could uh, potentially try and record images from from your theaters however when you actually look at torrent sites many of the copies come from outside the united states movie thieves are very ingenious when it comes to concealing cameras. It may be as simple as placing a coat or hat over a camera or as innovative as specifically designed concealment devices, it warns. In an event to try to make theater employees care about anything, a $500 bounty is being placed on those who illegally cam 
record a movie that has to be the most ridiculous thing i have ever read but many times i am at movie theaters you'll be lucky to find any of the employees even in a screening of a movie yeah um yeah i mean a lot of people are like yeah well i think they're annoying and yeah they should be banned um to me it's just kind of like i i seriously doubt Anybody that's wearing those Google Glass, I, I seriously are probably the least of our worries about recording movies or any kind of content like that. I that's just my opinion. I just think if you're wearing Google Glass in a movie theater, it's obvious what you're doing. Right? Mean a douchebag? It's a, see to me like if people want to wear because they used to say that about Bluetooth too. I mean, anytime someone had a Bluetooth on, oh look at that douchebag. But now it's so commonplace. Like I, I just think they're a dork, you know. But <laughs> I mean, it does. It's not. It it doesn't bother me. Like some people get emotional about that shit. Oh, I know, right? Oh my God, they had a fucking Google Glass. Who cares? Like, well, what if they're filming me? What are you doing? <laughs> Why would they film? What's so important about you that they're filming you? I mean, that's is what I would ask. Yeah, most people think they're the fucking center of attention all the time. No one's trying to film your dumb ass. Like I told my daughter one time, I told her the, the truth of the matter is, is that the majority of the human race doesn't even know you're breathing. Yeah. Nobody cares. They stop worrying about everybody else. So it's, but I mean, if I'm working at a movie theater. First of all, if I'm working at a movie theater, I'm not going to care if you bring a whole fucking video studio <laughs> in. I don't really give a shit. Um, but they got Google Glass on. It's obvious they're going to record the fucking film. Like, you're not bringing it in there to make Google searches, dude. Hmm. You know, you don't need maps to come up. <laughs> they've got <laughs> while I, you're in the they, they, They've got IMDb up and uh, yeah, giving them know. constant information. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> nah. So what's the thing though? Like the Google Glass, if you're recording video, where does it? Does it just send the video to the cloud? That's what I'm. That's my. I know it doesn't have a hard drive on the fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't wear Google Glass anyway, unless I was in Starfleet. I but... would use something like that <laughs> if it was like more sleek. Like if it was built into my glasses or something, I would use it. Yeah. Like I would be fine with it if it did more too. Google Glass doesn't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I would wear a little if it just it was just a little thing that went on my glasses, like it was built into my glasses. Yeah, then how would you know that shit? Yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. That's how it's gonna be eventually. Yeah. Heads uh, up display all the time, because <laughs> I'm that important. I need a heads up <laughs> display everywhere I go. It's got the Iron Man uh, virtual icons on there. Oh, you could change. You could change the skins. Yeah, Dude, I have an Iron Man skin all day. All of a sudden, you're like sitting there, everything's all blue, and then your your girl pops up all of a sudden, red. Yeah, <laughs> it flips over to red. What's that? What is it in the Iron Man suit in the movies? He's like, it's so cool because when he looks around, the reticle doesn't go directly. Like it, it has like a lag. Yeah, it just looks so badass. <laughs> That'd be me, dude. I'm telling you right now. All right. Well, before we head out, didn't you wanna? Oh yeah, I want to give a shout out. So we we named um, or the title of the part. We always put stupid titles, but but stay <laughs> ready for war. This is from a video um that I watched from uh, a guy that I'm always enjoying his videos on YouTube. Um, goes by Dashy XP. Um, he also has Dashy Games. I watch a lot of his gameplay videos on there. Funny ass dude. His <laughs> everyone he runs with is funny. 
Um, definitely check them out. I just wanted to I wanted to put a shout out there because it was recent Halloween video. Uh, <laughs> this is a fucking part of it. Because he always wears camouflage shorts, like usually. <laughs> and his his friend goes, uh, uh, question of the day, though. Why are you always wearing those camouflage shorts? You want to know why I wear those camouflage shorts? Because I stay ready for war. <laughs> and we fucking fallen out, dude. It's, it, you got to do yourself a favor if you haven't seen his videos and really check them out because they're so fucking fun. And his gameplay is some of the best gameplays because he's never he's never that great at the game at <laughs> first. Like he, his, I think his best run was um, Mario Kart 8. And and you really do see him develop as a player in the game because when he first had to play in the game, he sucked. Right. But he was hilarious. And now when you see him, he's like, he hits the drifts and he's like, that drift though, that drift though, that drift though. <laughs> I'm like, stupid fool. And he gets so mad too. He always plays as Yoshi, and um, for some reason, and maybe it's because of the way he films it, or I don't know. Donkey Kong's always fucking with him. <laughs> and he, he fucking, he's like, Donkey's bitch ass. And then there was this one, he watches the uh, highlight reels, you know, because you can watch the highlights after the race. And there's, <laughs> sometimes the racers look at each other. And you see Donkey Kong pass him up. And then, like, do this weird, like, where he opens his mouth and kind of smiles. Yeah. And he goes, what, what, is he cheesing on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just too funny. It's yeah. too fucking funny. Um, oh, his friend in the video was T. Pendel. I watch his shit too, but check them all out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for this expanded edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. <laughs> This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.